Hey, hey, all you Arizona lovers, welcome back to the Finding Arizona podcast, episode number 343. I'm your host, Jose. As always, we bring a very special guest, and this week, I'd love to introduce the guests, but I'd also love to introduce more of what they're building here. So this is a very special episode. As you can tell, we've taken the time to put it aside and make sure that it is special. And so I just want to say this was a very fun episode to record. This episode is for Listen Up, and it is a tech startup founded by a two Scottsdale couple, a couple from Scottsdale. It's Irina and Igor. Uh, they're very special individuals in the sense that what they're building here is focused on the next global app sensation, which is using artificial intelligence, not just in the in art in a sense, but also like to source a local information via audio so that you can listen to it in up to 22 languages. So as you can hear, I'm very interested in this. It's very unique in the sense that there are, you're taking something audio-based and then you're using artificial intelligence to transfer it into different languages. So one of the things that has always preoccupied my mind is audio and audio technology. This is one of the next steps that you can start to see and understand that it's something special. So one of the great things about what we do here is in allowing ourselves to uh, be a voice for that audience. And so this is a very special episode. I'd love to just take a moment and tell you guys to go to our website and check out the links always attached below. But also in the sense that these guys are just going to bring this out for free. And on top of that, I need to highlight when they're going to be releasing the first kind of city, um, you know, is going to be Phoenix and it's going to also be um, opening up Super Bowl weekend. So as you can see, big things are coming and I would love to help roll out this episode with a big kudos and a big, uh, you know, happy and joyous good luck in the sense of the app world is not easy but this is a world once in a lifetime opportunity for them and i hope them nothing but the best so that being said catch every episode under findingarizonapodcast.com we make it easy for you guys to connect with us so all of our social media is under finding arizona podcast twitter instagram facebook send us a dm let us know who you want in next and we'll try and make that happen if you want to send us a personal message you can send us an email at findingarizonapodcast at gmail.com to reach one of us Brittany or i and i'm just happy to say that there's a lot of things that went down last week i got sick the actually atlas got sick as well on top of it's the holiday so we're trying to make sure we're focused not only on the podcast but also what we're doing behind the scenes to allow next year to be even bigger so that being said this one is special in the sense that we're putting this out on a different day but we're also making sure we're highlighting all the wonderful things that go with it and i encourage you guys as always check out our vlog that's over at the youtubes and you can go check out everything else under the website but Stay connected with us. Happy holidays. Hope you guys are all being safe and we will catch you on the next episode. Bye y'all. This podcast episode is sponsored by the No Global Membership. Get into the room to network with other women you want and need to know. Link to join the Global Membership is in the show notes. Claim your freebie today. Hey guys. 
it's Jose. I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. Have you been like me, been outside every three months just doing your own pest control and you're frustrated, you had it up to here from your wife? Well, I got a place for you, happybeespestcontrol.com. They are the number one, first and only pollinator friendly pest control company in Arizona. And I want to give you a chance to save $25 by going over to Happy Bees Pest Control slash finding AZ or just give them a call 602-529-8797 to get everything from pest control, rodent control, mosquitoes and bed bugs. Tell them finding AZ sent you and get your discount today. Welcome back, everybody, to the Finding Arizona podcast. I'm your host, Jose. As always, we bring in very special guests, and today is no different. Ladies and gentlemen, I would have this wonderful intro, and I can't wait to share it with you. Both husband and wife co-founders, um, let me just say this. Is it Irene? Irina? Irina, correct. Irina and Igor, correct? Yep. Um, and you guys are introducing Listen Up, a, a tech startup uh, and in a community storytelling app that combines crowdsourcing and artificial intelligence to create a hyper local community stories and deliver them to the user via audio and in up to 22 languages. And now that you guys will be um, hopefully launching and getting us involved, Phoenix meaning, um, and getting us involved for the Super Bowl. So allowing that experience to come together while launching. I just want to say kudos and congratulations. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Irina and Igor. Thank you. Thank you so much Thanks for, for having, having us. us. I'm very excited to have a conversation with you two just from my notes here and what I've read on my own here, but I just, again, I'm so excited when uh, tech has come knocking at our doors, just because there's so much for myself to experience and so much for our audience to get involved with, because they are kind of the, the fuel to the fire that allows for tech companies to, to be uh, ongoing in, you know, so let me just ask you this. At the start of this, I ask everyone is give us your origin story. Give us how this came to life. Okay. Um, we can start before Italy or originally. <laughs> let's let's start way back. Uh, okay. At the beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, this is something that um in many ways had our whole lives have been leading up to this. We just mm -hmm. kind of um have had experiences and and as everybody has experiences. Um, they inform what your, you know, opinions are in the future and your actions in the future. And yeah. I feel like this is something that's just built up for us over the years. So uh, Irina and I are both Soviet refugees. We came to the United States in 1979. Igor came from Ukraine and I came from Belarus. Okay. And so we basically did not meet until uh, we were 25. Uh, and we met in the middle of the ocean. This was right after 9-11. And ultimately, we uh, started our lives together and, and went through a bunch of um, experiences together. Uh, but the turning point was right before COVID when we went on a trip to Italy. And uh, essentially, we... It was felt a family trip with our two girls. Yeah. Yeah, they're teenagers. And and so they, you know, we would plan things, but they didn't always wake up. So if we'd plan like a uh, guide, tour guide to take us around, 
Yeah. Um, they would be slow to get ready. Sometimes. I can definitely tell you the real story. <laughs> tell, tell the real story. Tell the real story. I guess, yeah, traveling, jet lag, teenage girls don't mix um, for sure. And I booked a bunch of tours that started a little too early for us, like a normal 8 a.m., 9 a.m. tour. Yeah. Uh, we started in Rome. We missed that tour. We went to Florence. We missed that morning tour. <laughs> By the time we got to Venice, I gave up on those tours. I decided to forget it. I'm letting the girl sleep. Yeah. He kind of said, you know what? I'm just going to go out early. He's like a 5 a.m. riser. Me Went too. out early. I'm like, fine. Here's all the apps that I paid for. Um, you know, I had a bunch of different apps that I paid for, for traveling, for Italy, mm -hmm. for touring. And I gave it to him. And I said, have fun. Go get your coffee. Do your thing. I'll meet you when the girls get up. Yeah. So he ended up uh, walking outside and he can start telling me the story of where he ended up, but he ended up looking at all these apps and realizing this, there's got to be a better way. Yeah, there just, just has to be a better way. There, it was just a, it, it, it was a poor user experience. And yeah. we had, I had actually gotten a little bit of a um, preface to this with in Florence before we had gotten to Venice. Um, I was using the Rick Steves app. We were all using the Rick Steves app, which has some amazing content, right? Yeah. And yeah. Rick Steves I grew is up amazing, reading it, listening to it, watching amazing storyteller. But the the problem was that you had to start at point A and end at point Z, and mm -hmm. that wasn't our path. We were going the completely opposite direction, and there were just so many um, nuances to where you had to be and how you had to follow it, and it was just yeah. Um, I just was thinking that this isn't this isn't a great user experience. But when I was in Venice, it it was um, I was walking around and I noticed that there were some uh, Hebrew letters on buildings, and I I couldn't <laughs> I could read Hebrew actually, but I couldn't make this out. And then it took me a while to figure out that it wasn't actually Hebrew; it was Yiddish. And I uh -huh. was I was actually in the original ghetto. And I learned through Wikipedia as I was walking around and like staring With your head in your phone, staring yeah. down into <laughs> the phone. Instead of looking at the amazing location, he's I'm, yeah. I'm realizing that holy cow, I am in the middle of the original ghetto, and that I learned that ghetto is the word for foundry in Italian. It has absolutely nothing to do with you know enclosing people of a certain religion in a area or uh, inner city slums mm -hmm. as we have been you know as we have thought this whole time yeah so ultimately what i realized was it, it was there really needed to be a better user experience mm -hmm. um, just an app that tells you about where you are wherever you are without having to look down at your phone and um, that was sort of the uh, turning point where we decided you know maybe we should build something like listen up it wasn't called that at the time and it wasn't really something we dedicated our time to but it certainly was the seedling of uh of the idea well unfortunately right after we got back from italy that is when northern italy got shut down covid mm -hmm. just started and um we had a little bit more time on our hands yeah uh, <laughs> since we weren't going out we weren't doing anything and totally understand a person that constantly his brain does not shut off let's put it that way yeah. And yes, he was doing his job, but he's run his own agency for over 20 years. We've always had our own businesses, um, but it wasn't as exciting for him as creating something new, something that's different. And then through COVID, over time, he's like, this is something that needs to be out there. People yeah. need this information. Why is yeah. it 
so complicated? Why is this so difficult? So yes, he was still doing his job. We're still, you know, paying the bills and all of that, but he just, that was where his focus was during COVID and um, started from that Italy trip. Especially during the last couple of years and during COVID and, you know, what's been transpiring in Ukraine, um, Afghanistan, just all over the world, there are people constantly being displaced. Yeah. The reality is that, you know, I know what it's like to be displaced and, and be in a new place and not know anyone and not necessarily not know. The language. know yeah, mean, not know the language. Not, zero yeah. language and three suitcases each. Not know the culture. So a lot of this was, um, you know, over time I realized, well, we can just use, you know, various different technologies that already exist and piece them together mm-hmm. um, to make them available to everyone in any language. And Absolutely. So- and it should be available and it should be free. This app is free for users. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Everything that you guys have kind of brought to the table here is totally like in the purview of what I'm trying to do in a, in a in much smaller, condensed, uh, isolated like in my own kind of group here, like that I'm doing it. Uh, I I just absolutely agree that on every single thing that you guys are stating here, that there is something that I find so special in the uniqueness of the micro and kind of the smaller communities and just kind of like understanding that, yeah, like in each of these pockets and each of these areas, especially in the landscape of um, a melting pot city and kind of like places where you know, I don't know if you guys understood what a snowbird was when you first came here. So it's just like we learned quickly. During exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's like it's those types of things that, you know, those uh, little tidbits that help you as a traveler or help you as someone who's from or be educated from the area. It's like you don't you know, you don't you don't get that information unless you go to a bar and like, you know, like, so like, so you make friends with a local and they give you it. So it's like, I love stories. Exactly. Yeah. I love those. And for me, you know, I grew up on the Indian reservation and it, for me, it's like, there are other stories that I've heard from other tribes around the area. That's like, it's like this patch of area that you wouldn't either take a second glance at that is so important and it's so beautiful because it has those cultural history markers they have uh, importance and value uh maybe not to you maybe not to you know someone in your neighborhood but to a culture to a person to a group of people well i think to anyone if you allow people to know those stories right yeah you create a connection with a place when you hear the stories um, you know, there's very few places like maybe Sedona or Antelope Canyon or the Grand Canyon. And frankly, they're all in Arizona. So, you know, this is one of the reasons we moved here. It's the most beautiful yeah. state. But there are very few places where you go and you're just awestruck and you're like, wow, okay, this is beautiful. And you create a connection. Yeah. In most places, it's about this story and not having that perspective, especially in a place like this, where the weather is beautiful and people come here to play golf and party, you know, they may completely miss the opportunity to connect with the culture, to connect with the history, the, uh, you know, Native American um, backstory that exists, impermeates everything we do here. Yeah. So it's one, it's, 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 again, I go back to, um, you know, I grew 
grew up where I grew up and how I grew up. And then I go and get educated um, down here at ASU. And then um, I got a chance to actually go to uh, London and kind of go experience what European uh, architecture and landscape was about. To me, in my perspective and what I've learned and, and, and what I went through out there is like, there's a level of, because of the age and the history and the development and kind of the early onset uh, culture of like valuing the area that you live in, the community almost in a sense, um, there was like more history in the buildings. That's why I always find it so beautiful. That's like the histories of the buildings is kind of the culture there and they, you know, the 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 buildings kind of tell the story and the, the the places as they develop the history around them kind of tell the story. So the newer cities out here in kind of the Western uh, cities, there's not as much, but there is a now um, increased value as is you're starting to see kind of more of like, you know, we want to, we want to bring value to our community parks, our, our city and things like that. So I, I, I don't know if you've guys. Yeah. Will, experience that and building this app and seeing the technology kind of develop i would love to get into like the artificial intelligence part yeah well um you know before we get into that the, the point that you make is is very important and the reality is that um this is another reason why we wanted to deploy this app here first mm -hmm. not just because it's home and it's you know beautiful but also because it has all these things. So it, it may have uh, the rich history in Old Town Scottsdale or downtown Phoenix. There are so many old neighborhoods where you can learn a lot mm -hmm. and you know just generations of, of stories, but there's also new things. There's, there's street art um, yeah. where the artist is telling a story. And, I mean, Roosevelt and, Row is amazing. Yeah, yeah. You, can, you can convert, you know, basically, any of these areas that um, obviously we want to gentrify, we, we want to, um, you know, create housing for people. We want things to be nice and luxurious, but at the same time, there's this opportunity to preserve what's there mm -hmm. um, and, and tell the story about it. And yeah. so we do have um, that aspect, the art aspect, and then mm -hmm. we have the food aspect, which is nice. also, you know, stories are told through food the evolution mm -hmm. of food, the evolution of styles of food. And yeah. you know, for, for different people, it's different things. So we yeah. really want to give everyone, every community or sub-community, the opportunity to tell the stories that they want to hear yeah. that interest them. Absolutely. I think that's your profile and what you find and the value in and where you find the most entertainment in too. It's like, that's that's another key factor. It's like, your brain will only allow you to get the endorphins that, you know, from the experience. So I, again, I'd love to, I love this part and I love kind of like, again, bringing that technology and culture together. I think that's the most kind of beauty that is what we're trying to, that I, what I would love to do. Um, can you tell me a little bit of like, is that where the 22 languages come together? Or is that kind of the component of the artificial uh, intelligence? Yeah, there are actually four places where we tend to use artificial intelligence. Okay. Um, the first uh, place, and just generally so that you know our philosophy on this, sure, is that artificial intelligence exists to make humans 
jobs easier. Mm -hmm. So it's not, um, you know, there are many different ways that people uh, interpret what that means and they have different definitions of the term. But from our perspective, um, there are a few things that need to happen. When people are places, we need to know what's interesting about those places. Mm -hmm. So we use various different types of AI to source information, um, go out okay. onto the internet, find all of the various different places, uh, you know, websites and, mm-hmm. and web properties where they talk blogs. about blogs, places wherever they talk about these things yeah. um, that are important and relevant to the location. Uh, then we have to take that and make it into a story. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's the compilation of various different pieces of content, I'm not sure how familiar you are with the AI space, but there's a, a pre-trained model called GPT-3 from a company named OpenAI. There are a number of open source models that are similar, uh, but basically what they do is create stories, right? They, they allow you to take various different sources of content, put them together into a human digestible story. Mm-hmm. Um, then we take those and we translate them into 22 languages. Um, so that's a text-to-text translation. And then okay. yes, we use artificial intelligence to synthesize that text into speech. So Got it. the majority, I'd say probably 95 to maybe 98% of what you'll be hearing uh, within the platform is uh, synthesized speech. Wow. To you, I mean, like that to me, that is astronomical like that's to the really just like it blows my mind i don't know how much of your own experience goes into this as far as like where your level of like and uh do you code do you like where do you have a background in coding like what between the two of you because it's like this is a heavy load i imagine i was was probably (laughs) coding before you were born okay yeah Irina uh, manages the coder. That's me. Um, So, yeah. So I essentially started out um, at a very young age and actually both of our parents, Irina's dad and my mom, uh, when they came to the country, they didn't have the language. So what you do is you look for job opportunities um, where you can still create a career, still escalate up the uh, corporate ladder. Uh, Mm -hmm. but those things should not be too dependent on a strong command of the language and programming is a perfect, um, skill set for that, especially because in the Soviet union, um, you know, math and science was just completely drilled into you. There was, uh, you know, there was very high, uh, importance put on those things so that when they came to the United States, it was like, oh, okay, this is something that right. we My can... My dad was a programmer. Your mom was a programmer. Right. Wow. So, yeah. Um, so essentially, both of them, mainframe. you know, did mainframe programming, worked in that world. And because I was around computers from a very young age, I began to program. Um, so, you know, it was probably seventh or eighth grade when I wrote my first programs, went to nice. an engineering <laughs> high school, I grew up in New York. So I went to a high school called Brooklyn Technical Okay. High school and um you know did some engineering work there did some then i went to an engineering program in stony brook university in new york so ultimately okay. i've been around this engineering stuff my whole life yeah but the interesting thing is that none of it really um made an impact on me 
um, until I found what, you know, the cutting edge. So in, yeah. in college, it was the mid nineties and this was the internet. Was I graduated with a management information systems degree at university of Illinois at Champaign also doing technology Wait. programming. Yeah. Um, and if decided that wasn't the part I enjoyed, I enjoyed the management part of it. Okay. So yeah. It kind of a perfect Your brain. Yeah. The two of us. I love that. That's a that's a yin yang. That's yeah. kind of how me and my wife work here with this podcast. Is just again, her management, my technical bits to it, and then again, my favorite part is actually allowing. Well, you probably have more allowance than she does, but it's like I love teaching her about the design and and kind of giving her more of the the reins of the technical part because she enjoys it just as much now. Um, but again, it's like again, beautiful marriage of two minds into this and. I, again, I just, I have so many, like, there's so many things that I love about this app and about what you guys are putting out here. I could talk to you guys forever, but I have to keep, you know, on track here. But um, now I'd love to, you know, the ample opportunities that blow out of this uh, app is one of the things that I'm reading here is the incentive and benefits to the storytellers and give, give us the insight uh, for the 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 tokens that will slowly be developed. This truly is a community app where we need content creators, we need users, we need yeah. historians, we need everybody to truly use this. So Igor can definitely fill you in a little bit more about the tokenization that it's been. Yeah, so, um, you know, the the element of tokens and blockchain technology, mm -hmm. um, which is, a you know, has become a very polarized term these days. Um, but for me, it's really just technology. I just yeah. look at these things as, you know, when we do our technical architecture, it's purely a question of what is the best technology for uh, this, you know, solution. And mm -hmm. um, blockchain happens to be a great way to convey value um, and do so in a trustless manner. Mm -hmm. And so ultimately, this idea of... Um, creating communities that have a monetary um, sort of system built within them mm -hmm. um, is something that has always been fascinating to me. Yeah. Um, and so specifically for Listen Up, I realized that, you know, there have probably been 50 to 100 other companies that have tried building something in the realm of what we're doing. Maybe it's not as technically advanced because the founders aren't technical. Maybe it's not as uh, globally focused because you know they are in a very specific um, tourist destination mm -hmm. like Rome or Paris. But yeah. ultimately the, it's been attempted and um, hasn't, you know, there's no one app today that everybody knows when you get to a place that you've never been, you want to open up this app yeah. and you want to hear about what's around Just you. leave that app in your pocket. <laughs> you shouldn't be staring at it and just walk around, enjoy the yeah. city that you're at and it will tell you about the building on your right. It'll tell yeah. you about the park on your the corner. It's, I mean, it's having a it. museum experience walking around outside wherever you are. You know, the yeah. museum audio tours that you always do. It knows exactly where you are. It knows what you're looking at. Imagine doing that when you're walking out the door of that museum in a city. Yeah. And as you pull meet somebody at 8 a.m. to meet for that tour. Exactly. <laughs> it's like you can get up when you want to get up and just walk out the front and just like go, just go. Just like whatever just north, south, just east, go. west, just go. Just, just go. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So so to answer your question, ultimately, 
um, you know, we we see this gap that this gap exists in the market marketplace, and there's mm -hmm. no single app that does it. And so we realize, well, the only way we're going to be able to do it is with a community. We mm -hmm. can't do this alone. We yep. can't do this just by building the technology. We need, uh, you know, people. And so for people, we figure the best way to incentivize people is with things that they're passionate about. Maybe it's history, maybe it's music, maybe it's food. Yeah. And maybe we need to incentivize them with some sort of monetary value. Mm -hmm. We realized uh, that one of the common trends among uh, technology companies, love it or hate it, and this isn't actually technology companies, it's broadcasting over the last hundred years. Yeah. Um, the monetary system works on advertising. And mm -hmm. advertising always works because it's an equalizer. It allows people who have money to buy things, to support an ecosystem so that people who don't have money and can't buy things can still get those same things. Um, that's how our broadcasting system has worked in the you know in the past hundred years on TV, yeah. on radio, and elsewhere. So, uh, and it's how Twitter works today, and it's how Facebook works, and YouTube, and many other platforms. Mm -hmm. So, we realize that that's an ecosystem that could work for Listen Up as well. As okay. people are walking around, maybe they'll hear some interesting advertisement. Maybe it'll be more in the form of a story. Maybe it'll be more about the mom yeah. shop that you know, has been using the family recipe for a hundred years that came from Sicily. I mean, those but, are the stories that you want to, you want to go to these places. You want to patronize these mm -hmm. restaurants. When you walk in, you feel like you already know the story about yeah. the great grandmother's recipe. And Yeah. It's, so for me, for me, it's like a quick, like, give me the five, ten, like the minute podcast, sit down with that's her. Exactly what yeah. it is. Yeah, we call it micro podcasting. Exactly. Podcasting. exactly. And, and we'd love to talk to you about that as well. <laughs> I would uh, love to. After the call. But yeah, um, you know, the goal is really to create a ecosystem. Essentially, it's a marketplace, a marketplace mm -hmm. where advertisers want to advertise on the platform because that's where the users are. And the users want to contribute to the platform because in order for the advertisers to take part, they have to be part of that uh, mm -hmm. ecosystem. They have to be part yeah. of of that marketplace, they have to provide what we call the liquidity for the marketplace by buying into the ecosystem. And so by doing that, by having advertisers put value into the system, monetary value into the system and giving mm -hmm. people who contribute and help us and, and you know test apps and play around with things, um, yeah. some value there, then, then we've got a fully uh, self-encompassed ecosystem or marketplace and and that is exciting to me because that doesn't have to have any outside influencers if you're using uh, blockchain technology if you're yeah. using dollars um the fiat currency system will always be an influencer it, yeah the value of the dollar internationally this and that there's always going to be some sort of outside influence but when you're using the blockchain it's your community and your community makes all the decisions about the treasury, how they're going to value things, what they're going to pay for things, what things are going to cost. And the community has full control. Nice. Well, I, I do appreciate you being so upfront and open about everything here. It makes total sense on my end. It makes, it, it makes a lot of sense on a lot of ends. And I hope, I wish you guys nothing but the best, honestly, like this is for me, like I cannot like as a user, just a, purely based user i'm so excited 
because this for me is something that I've always wanted. Like this is exactly like as a museum goer, as a, as a father, as a, as a, a person who still wants to educate themselves about the place that I live in. Um, again, I, I, kudos to you. Kudos. I cannot wait. And I usually leave this end bit to kind of ask about future goals and where the company might like to go so that our listeners can help you guys. Is that something I would love to hear about if you guys have anything in mind? We definitely would love to share with your listeners and you how they can help. I mean, as we said, it's a community driven app. We're planning to launch right in the beginning of the year before the Super Bowl, before everybody comes to Arizona. Yeah. And to truly have this be the test market and to throw Arizona again on the map for being technologically advanced. I mean, we already are completely doing amazing things. And this is just another amazing app and technology that Arizona is allowing us to do. And regarding um, how you guys can help us with the community aspect of it, adding content. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you can. So the first thing I'd recommend for anyone is to go to joinlistenup.com. That's um, our website. And there's a link to a Discord. If uh, you know what Discord is, you can use that. Otherwise, we say jump on LinkedIn. It's ListenUpDAO. It's still um, in beta version, so you do have to download Test Flight first through the App Store. Okay. Then you'll you're able to. Well, we have a number of tools, and some of our exactly. tools are going to be launching very soon, like our creator tools. So people who love to tell stories can immediately get out there and record Ooh. their stories. We'll take that. We'll uh, transcribe it from speech into text. Yeah. We'll translate it into 22 languages. We'll help create, uh, you know, tours around it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Any anybody that wants to contribute, I mean, we we need for the million people that are coming here in February, the record number of people that are coming in February. We need them all to hear our stories. So yeah. if you have them, please reach out LinkedIn, join Listen Up Discord anywhere. Yeah, get in touch with us. We're accessible, and let's let's get those stories doesn't have to be historic locations either. It could be like, for example, the neighborhood um, McCormick Ranch in Scottsdale. You can end up walking around listening to the neighborhood itself, yep. the architecture, the school district. I mean, you'd be driving around. It doesn't matter if you're driving, biking, or walking. So yeah. literally, let me, let me explain something like every little neighborhood where I, it's, there's a history behind it. I just want to hear those stories. I just went on Encanto's fall festival. There's like, um, Encanto park has a, has a huge history. And so their hayride literally was an architectural home hayride. So they went around the, you know, a couple of the blocks explained the history. And I, that's amazing. Like my kid wasn't hyped. Start on your tour record app that Mm -hmm. Igor built. And we would have heard that and we would have had to been able yeah. to transcribe it into exactly text to speech into the 22 languages. Exactly. Because there was literally there was families that didn't speak English on that tour, on that hayride. And I felt for them because it was like literally it was would have been boring if you didn't know what they were talking about. Exactly. And so to me, like, yes, 100 percent. Yes. It's, it's it just makes sense. It just makes sense, no right? Brainer, right? Like yeah, no brainer. This has not been developed yet. And exactly. It took COVID, and it took somebody like Igor and supporting um, this crazy new adventure that we've come up with. Um, yeah, one hundred percent. The world, and that's kind of what the next part of our lives is going to be. Hopefully, with listen up. Yeah, and you know, I I know that it takes you know someone 
to help to have the support like yourself too on on board for this to have the backing of like just moral support just like have someone say yes this is this is it this is it like because again i this wouldn't have lasted as long as i've done this for so long it's just like if i didn't have her support (laughs) what Um, we we have two teenagers no well about about a year ago i said this is it this is amazing i want to be part of it and yes um i mean i was always incorporated arthur anderson technology consulting real estate broker we owned our own cafe like we've had but a lot of that was mine he was always doing the uh business that he's been doing for 20 years yeah and this i said this is it this is what we need to do together exactly moving forward well irena became a stay-at-home mom um, a few years after our kids were born, because yeah. that was really um, where she, you know they needed her more than anyone else. And oh, so, I was horrible at that job, though. You said in the beginning, well, <laughs> it took a long time. Got, it's the hardest job got, ever. You got better over time, <laughs> um, but you know that that was um, you know I wouldn't call it retirement, but uh, <laughs> but that's what she I didn't needed. wear my corporate business suit that I used to wear to Arthur Anderson all the time. Let's put yeah. it that way. Then yeah. you got d- donated. Yeah, it got got a little got a little bit of the the mothballs out of out of there, and just yeah, I get it. And it's yeah. one of those things. It's like uh, I feel the exact. I'm feeling more and more uh, bonding with my son, who's one and going to be two soon. Um, you know, my wife, she she's the one that leaves and goes to work, and I'm the one that's here with him. And every moment, every hour, every second, every chance that I like again it's one of those opportunities of growth and understanding that i love i love being his his parent i love being the guy that he looks to and it's like and i it's getting harder and harder that's what i'm trying to say is it's getting harder and harder to to want to work in an office to want to go and do that yep. stuff and so um I, I precious years so precious. Two and a half, when my little one was two and a half is when i kind of said i'm done for a little yeah. bit i have a couple of years to do this for myself um he said go for it yeah, I, we're gonna have that conversation. I think we're gonna have it soon. But conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which I would love to get Igor on uh, a different one that I'm starting to to do more on my uh, starting to work on with fatherhood. Um, I'd love to to get your take and just ask you a few questions about because you have teenagers. I'm at the early stages, teenage so girls. I'd love to. Yeah, teenage <laughs> girls. So it's like I'd love to get your take on some things. Extra but hair is happening here. Yes. <laughs> extra yeah. stress now. Now, of wisdom for that yes, for sure. I, I, yeah, the boys are coming. I just I can't <laughs> help but just pray for you. <laughs> right. Uh, but as we end here, we do allow you guys to let everyone know again where can they find you on social media? Where can they find you on the website? Uh, any event thing that you want to just throw out there? If people want to join for the launch event, just you know let them know right now. Uh, go right ahead. Well, we'll probably be posting anything on joinlistenup.com, but really we spend most of our time on LinkedIn or Discord. Okay. So if and you're it's there, Igor Alinsky and Irene Alinsky on LinkedIn. Yeah, pretty um, easy to find. Um, and I created a personal account within uh, Instagram right now, which is just joinlistenup underscore Irina. It's not the official listenup account. It's just okay. kind of our journey. Yeah, I love it. Getting to where we're going to be. So people can definitely follow me on Instagram for that. Awesome. 
Well, as we conclude this episode, we do have an end piece for us. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can hear every episode of our podcast at FindingArizonaPodcast.com. All of our social media is under Finding Arizona Podcast. Make it easy for you guys to connect with us. So let us know who you want in next, and we'll try our best to get them in. Last but not least, if you want to just say uh, kisses, hugs, and belly rubs, my dog just left, but that's what we usually say at the end of every episode. We will catch you on the next one, ladies and gentlemen. Good night. Bye. Thank you.